Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. fans out there i'm ian and i'm joined by my lovely co-host chris hey guys and welcome to another episode of echo station podcast cha 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 sound effects sound effects sound oh, yeah. effects pew, pew, pew. yeah there we go uh we have a lot of stuff to go over a lot of stuff has happened in the past like two weeks uh, all of it is discombobulated. Yes, you know, all there, of it. There is no running main genre line in this, aside from Star Wars. No, yeah. So we're going to be interweaving through a bunch of stuff, so just bear with us on this news section. Uh, but before that, today we are doing our main topic, which is men's fashion in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So excited. So we're going to be talking about some characters, some of their different fashions, uh, how they relate to maybe, you know, real world fashions and, you know, just lots of nice stuff. We like fashion. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fashion, also, if you don't know, we have a new mini series out, which is called Padme's Closet. And That's super fun. It especially is. if you love really intense, detailed costume looks and discussion. So Padme's Closet is essentially what it sounds like. It is Padme's Closet. <laughs> uh, we go through... Each one of her looks from every single movie, each look gets its own uh, episode. So we have just released the first episode, which is her red throne room dress. We first see her in episode two, or episode one, excuse me. And the next episode is going to be her, even though it's not Queen Amidala, technically, we know. Whatever. It's going to be her black uh, traveling outfit that she has the big feather headdress in. So... We're going to talk about that in the next uh, Padme's Closet, so if you want to listen in on that, we'd be greatly appreciated, because we want uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, news-wise, where do you want to start? Um, Do you want to start with Topher Grace? Yeah, let's start with Topher. Okay. okay. So, for those And of yes, you... it is the Topher Grace. Yes, for those of you living under an internet rock... Um... Topher Grace, a.k.a. the OG Spider-Man. Um, you mean OG Venom? Venom. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh-huh. That's totally what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Which never even fit for me, so that makes even less sense. <laughs> you know what it is? In my head, he always would have made a great Spider-Man, I thought. But anyway, yeah. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. Anyway, 
neither here nor there. Um, apparently, his wife went out of town for the weekend, and he got really bored because that's what people who are married do. Um, and he edited together this phenomenal fan video, basically this homage to the entire Star Wars series called Always, and it is breathtaking. It's beautiful and very emotional, and I may have cried. I mean, I cry for everything, so that doesn't really, you know, there's no high bar there, but it's really, really good, and I highly recommend watching it. It is, it is called Always. It's on, it's on um, YouTube, right? It is on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, way to go, way to go Topher Grace with your random editing hobby. I didn't even think that he could do that. Like, I just knew him as an actor. I didn't know he could edit stuff, too. <coughs> like, I didn't know. Excuse me. I, I feel like a lot of actors get into that kind of, like, the behind-the-scenes side of things. A lot of actors have a lot of, um, producing, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Prowess? No, uh, like, wants to get there eventually. Um, whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I think, I just think, I think when you are involved in an industry that has so many different facets that you eventually kind of hook in to different ones that you might actually want to be a part of as well. Right. I think, like, a lot of actors kind of delve into directing and writing. I mean, look at SNL. That's also true. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so it well, was... Well, like, yeah, so he obviously has some talent in this and and wanted to show the world, you know, share his view of fandom and love for the series, and this is what he gave us, and it's beautiful. I'm not mad at it. No, it's, I, you know, and we, for those of you who don't feel like Googling because you're lazy, we'll probably, you know, throw up the link because on Twitter. Just gonna call link people, for the lazy. Just gonna link call, for the lazy. call people out like that. Look, I read it enough, and by enough, I mean, like, every five seconds, to know that Link for the Lazy is a thing. Is it really? Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Because if you're in doing one thing, you can't be bothered to look for another thing. Come on. That's also true. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was great. It dropped, like, I think a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and it's just been blowing up the interwebs. Yes. So, I it's great. Recommend. Yes, go check it out. Give it a look. It's not, it's like it's not a, super long. No, it's like a five minute long video. It's not very long at all. Uh, so other news, we have some celebration news. Uh, they are releasing, uh, guests left and right. Uh, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. Uh, I'm gonna be there repping the Echo Station podcast name. Uh, I will for sure be in my Twi'lek, uh, senator outfit that Chris is working on actually right now. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, so... I'm, I'm literally, like, surrounded by fabric in, at this moment, <laughs> as as I am recording. I'm going to be that probably Saturday, maybe Friday as well. So if you see a, a lilac-looking Twi'lek who looks in, really, really fancy, that's regal probably me. regal golds and purples and silvers. Yes, that's me. Uh, so Celebration is is creeping up. It is, like, I think less than 40 days. Uh, so... The, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's less than 40 days, I think. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, obviously. So, they've just announced a bunch of other guests. They have some panels coming up. They have a Star Wars Episode One panel. Uh, that is, unfortunately, on Monday, but that's the day that I leave. But, you know. Uh, they do uh, 
they're I'm I'm just gonna say it now. I'm betting you that we're not gonna get an episode nine teaser until April, until celebration. Until celebration. Oh yeah. At no, this no, point, no. it's not it gonna totally be. Makes yeah. Sense. Especially with such a easily accessible centralized location, I think the I, I think the attendance. I mean, not that the attendance is ever bad, but I think the attendance this time is gonna be through the roof. I agree. Uh, so, we're not gonna get a, we may get a name drop before that, I highly doubt it as well, they could probably release it all in one, one package. Uh, so, those who are thinking, oh, we'll probably get it next week, no, just wait till April and just be surprised with the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh... I know that, I know, I know there was not a drop with the Marvel, um, release of Captain Marvel. No, there was not. So, and I know a lot of people were counting on that, and that is a negative. Yeah, that is a negatory Ghost Rider? That is a negatory Ghost Rider. Um, I, so, I have pre-purchased some autographs. Who'd you purchase? Uh, I have Ashley Eckstein, who plays Ahsoka. Yay! Uh, Janina Gavonker, who plays Iden Versio in Battlefront 2. Very cool. Uh... I can never say his name, and I feel really, really bad. Uh, T- Tamara Morrison, I think. You, you, you might want to work on that. Before, <laughs> I know. I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, Mr. Django Fett, sir. Thank you. Hello, Mr. Django Fett. Uh, so I got his, and I think Sam Witwer, who voices Darth Maul in the Clone Wars Rebels and in Solo. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, with many other celebrities. Are you bringing- are you bringing merch for them to sign, or are you going to buy something? Uh, well, okay. So, I don't know yet. Okay. Because I already purchased <laughs> the autograph, so I might as well just, like, use a picture that they have. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you've probably got some pretty nice stuff to get signed. I do. Oh, I do. Uh, oh, I do. <laughs> oh, I do. Um... Especially for Ahsoka. Yes. Well, and speaking of Ahsoka, I'm actually getting two autographs for her. One for me and one for... Uh, our friend Hannah, who did your Mara Jade. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, she's a huge Ahsoka fan, so I'm getting her an autograph for for her and shipping it all the way to Australia, mate. I had stuff shipped from Australia lately. Australia's been like a thing with me lately, so nothing wrong with that. Australia's nice. That's right. I know. It's awesome. Let's move there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's let's go. I gotta pack all the sunscreen because I will literally die. But. Uh, so we cannot wait for celebration. Uh, I will be tweeting as much as I can live stuff, depending on, you know, reception and stuff like that. It may all come out in the evening, so I'm sorry if that's the case. I'll be back at home crying. It's, it's fine. Yes, Chris will be crying. She'll be at home. She'll be tweeting, why aren't I there? Yeah, I'm just gonna watch the movies and cry. Yeah. Cry. Uh, so, like we said, Celebration is fastly approaching, and another con that is fastly approaching is Planet Comic Con. Yes! Which we have a panel for. Uh, we have our panel, it is at 6.30 on Saturday night, from 6.30 to 7.20, we are talking about, uh, episode 9, uh, thoughts, what's gonna happen, episode 9, uh, fan theories... Uh, you know, just talk about Star Wars in general as well. And what we're going to do is every single person that comes and, you know, talks about us with a theory or has an idea, whatever it may be, uh, we're going to bring Star Wars Trivia Pursuit and we're going to give you a, uh, a card. You can ask Chris and I some trivia questions and see if you can stump us. So good luck. 
And you know what? Hey, if you can stump us, maybe we'll have a goodie for you. Yeah, if you can stump us, giveaway. I will... I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll... I'll... You can, like, pet my leaker or something. I don't know. Ian's gonna strip. <laughs> Twilight Fancy Man <laughs> to Twilight Stripper. <laughs> Not far off from their species, so you know. Uh, so we also have some Battlefront 2 news. Anakin Skywalker is officially a playable hero on Battlefront 2. And he looks amazing. He does. He looks... He is the the model of Hayden Christensen, but the voice of Matt Lanter from the Clone Wars, so that's cool. Uh, I love love Anakin. He's very, very, like, OP right now, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll nerf that later on with an update. He's making but... a comeback. Yeah. It's fine. Anakin's making a comeback. Uh, so, some great, great stuff there. I like battling him on Geonosis, and I like seeing him in Obi-Wan and stuff like that, so it's it's fun. Uh, another kind of huge news would be, uh, lots of Galaxy's Edge stuff just came out recently. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, Galaxy's Edge is the big Star Wars theme park in Disney World and Disneyland. It's my next big trip. Yeah, right? Just wait. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff. There's info on rides. Uh, we tweeted this out on our channel. So go to uh, Echo Station Cast if you want to read all about it. But I'll give you like a brief kind of rundown on a few things. Uh, Smuggler's Run, which is the... Uh, Millennium Falcon ride has a life-size animatronic Hondo uh, statue that interacts with you and talks with you. And for those who remember, you know, Hondo was in Rebels and Clone Wars. He was the Weequayan. Is that how you say their species? I'm pretty sure. Weequay? Weequayan uh, pirate that everyone fell in love with and was fantastic. Uh, and he will be voiced again by the same voice actor, which is even better. And there'll be Porgs on the Falcon. It's going to be a... Oh my god, so much adorableness. Uh, you can, there's a few drinks, so uh, one of the drinks is called a Fuzzy Tauntaun. If they don't have blue milk. Oh no, and there's blue and green milk. There we go. Because green milk was officially in Last Jedi. Yes, ugh, gross. Yep, you get to drink that. I don't need to know where my blue milk comes from. Please nobody ruin the blue milk for me. (laughs) Well, it comes from Bantha's. Why is that not so disgusting, though? It does come from banthas. Yeah. But, that, but that's not gross. Like, well, because you, just, you don't see a, a bantha teat being squeezed. Well, even then, they're just, like, giant, adorable, furry, like, Scottish Highland cows. They're not... Scottish Highland. Ugh. That's funny. They're not whatever the hell those things were. Uh, on Actu. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> that's fun. I feel so violated. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mark Campbell violated you. Anyway, you can also build a lightsaber or your own personal droid. You can acquire Sith and Jedi artifacts, and you can adopt Star Wars creatures. So I wonder how... So Disney will have all the money. I wonder how the build a lightsaber will differ from the build a lightsabers they've had for the last over a decade. Because that's always been a staple of, like, the small Star Wars areas. Right. Um, and it was fun, but I hope that they've made it more interactive. I hope that they've done, like, you know, add your kyber crystal, and then let's test it out. Like, I hope there's, like, that's what I want. I want there to be be testing. That would be cool. Um, I also kind of foresee them doing a thing where, like, 
Do you foresee it? Well, like with like, you know, whatever, the Harry Potter world where like you can pick up different wands and things like, you know, either this is not your wand, oh, this they is your interact. wand. Yeah, like you could, you know, pick up a yeah. hilt and be like, this is your hilt or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see no, that. That would be cool. Uh, I'm looking at right now some of the Jedi and Sith artifacts. There's a, like Sith holocrons. Uh, there's Sith statues. There's like the four statues that help. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seen had in his office that are the big tall ones that you can get in miniature versions. Uh, Darth Maul, uh, uh, Bust, uh, Sith Journal, the Jedi stuff has, like, Yoda, Mace Windu, Plo Koon, uh... I just want interaction throughout the area, like... There are character interactions. Well, not just the character interaction, like, like, more personal, that you don't have to wait in line kind of interaction, like, when I was a kid, they had this really cool, um, Kim Possible thing (laughs) that you could do, and it was, um, it was, you were on, like, a like a phone, like an old school phone beeper type thing, and you would take it through the park, and you would get, um, you would get missions and stuff with Kim Possible. They have said that they're doing that with this, yes. See, that's so great, because then you don't have to rely on waiting in line, or being worried about, you know, giant groups of people, because it's something that you're doing on your own, right. and at your own pace. Yeah, as soon as you get in there. it makes you feel more involved. I guess it, like, switches to Star Wars mode, or whatever it is, but depending on whatever app it is, I'm not quite sure yet. And it'll give you missions, it'll give you character dossiers, you know, it'll, you can, I think, check into, like, restaurants and stuff like that. I'm not quite sure of everything cool. yet, but... Um, okay, so here's the little thing about the, uh, the, the sabers. Okay, so here we go. Uh, if you, you can even buy a fancy boxed legacy lightsaber that the vendor named Duke Ondar has found somewhere in the galaxy. You can buy the hilt alone... Or buy a separate blade. The blade will know what color it should be based on which hilt you pair it with. Interesting. Uh, he even sells display stands for your lightsaber and belt hooks. So they're probably like, you know, $85 a piece. Because it's... Why not? <laughs> yeah, minimum. Uh, you can buy... I don't have money for this. Come on, Disney. <laughs> so the holocrons, uh, you can buy Jedi Sith holocrons. They communicate quotes and information from the galaxy. And if you pop in a kyber crystal that you can buy separately, also, of course... You can unlock additional content within the devices themselves. How are you supposed to power it without a kyber crystal? Right? Come on, man. Uh, there's a thing called the Toydarian Toymaker. <laughs> Lots of little fun plushy stuff there. Uh, the creature stall is where obviously all the creatures are. I just want I just want an animatronic pork. That's all I want in my life. Uh, let's see here. There's... Actually, I want an animatronic... Ewok and an animatronic porg, and I want them to just interact with each other. <laughs> There's a thing called Savvy's Sat or Savvy's Workshop. Uh, so Galaxy's Edge is set loosely uh, based uh, after the Last Jedi. So it's not a popular time to be a Jedi enthusiast. Uh, he owns a workshop, and he uses scraps hmm. of lightsabers and fragments from Jedi's past to work with his gatherers to pass along the art of crafting a lightsaber. Interesting. Uh, so you can, so, oh, it starts with picking your story. So peace and justice, which would be Jedi inspired 
lightsabers are power control, Sith, element nature, which is nature-inspired lightsabers, or... So you can be a druid. <laughs> or, or protect and defense would be ancient lightsabers, like older public kind of stuff. Ooh, I like it. Your story will uh, dictate which set of lightsaber pieces you receive, and then you choose your kyber crystal, either blue, green, purple, or red. There's no white, which is kind of sad. No, no yellow? No. Huh. Because yellow is not, I don't think, technically... Well, I guess it is canon with the, with the Jedi Temple Guard, isn't it? Yeah, it's canon. Uh, and you build your own lightsaber held in a blade. Fourteen guests can build lightsabers at a time. So it is like the Harry Potter a, wand thing. Yeah, okay. That's cool. There's also Droid Depot, where you can build your own droids. There's Star so Wars. So it's basically just all of Anders. Basically, in space. Yeah. Uh, there's the Black in Spire outfi- Outfitters, which is a bunch of Star Wars fashion and stuff. Ugh, I... I just don't have enough room. I have so... First, I already Marie Kondoed my closet. I don't... Oh, no. Did you really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. But two years ago, and then once again, when they brought on the series. It... But, this yeah. This whole thing just looks amazing. Like I said, there's a bunch of... Then you can drink alcohol at, I believe, what is it? The Disneyland Park. Yes. Disneyland has always had alcohol. Fuzzy Tauntaun, which I assume is like a fuzzy navel, basically, but just called Fuzzy Tauntaun. They have some really fun foods Carillion there. Carillion Sunrise. I think that actually is one of them. You you all may remember my story. Yes. Of ordering a Carillion Sunrise and having the bartender look at me like I was absolutely insane. Uh, well, shoe fits. Um, mm. So there's a bunch of stuff going on. Check out our Galaxy's Edge. We, we uh, retweeted that, like we said, so you can read everything about it. That was just a taste of what is there. Uh, Disney, if you're listening, give us free press passes. Please. <laughs> we would love gonna, to. Gonna be there anyway. We would love to go and look at stuff. Uh, but that about, I think, does it for news. Do we have anything else? Um, Mark Hamill's been chatting about his ambivalent feelings again. Mark's been um, being Mark. <clears throat> Mark's been being Mark. Um, I know he had a, he had a sh- short interview with um, Esquire magazine kind of touching base back on his initial trepidations about the direction that Luke has taken. You know, it. I mean, it's not much. It's nothing new. There's no spoilers. It's just Mark being Mark. But if you enjoy that sort of thing, go ahead and read it. <laughs> and who doesn't enjoy Mark being Mark? Right? Uh, he's everyone's favorite space uncle. So, I have our random what we learned in the Star Wars universe. I'm excited because I haven't heard it yet. And it is a person that both you and I have interacted with before in a video game. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be something else, like we're Eskimo brothers. (laughs) No. So, do you remember a dark... Did you remember a dark Jedi by the name of Tavion? Tavion? Yes. From the <sighs> Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast games. That sounds familiar. She was like the main bad guy. She looked really Maybe. cool. I'll, let me read about her and then you'll probably, you'll, it'll jog your memory. Okay. So Tavion was a human female dark Jedi uh, who was... A part of the the New Year's of the she was around in the, during the New Year's of the formation of the New Republic. She was apprenticed under the Dark Jedi Dasan, 
Uh, she traveled with him to find the Valley of the Lost Jedi and join the Empire Reborn movement. Uh, okay, this is sounding familiar. Right. After her defeat at the hands of Kyle Katarn on Bespin, mm-hmm. uh, and then Dasan's subsequent death after, she became the leader of the Disciples of Ragnos. She took on the Red Twi'lek Alora as her apprentice, and then she set herself upon the task of resurrecting the ancient Sith Lord Marco Ragnos. Uh, she basically turned one of Kyle's students against him. Uh, Kyle's other apprentice, Jaden, went to go find him. There's a bunch of different endings, too, so and I always pick, like, the Sith ending, because why not? <laughs> uh, but in, like, the, I guess, canon ending, even though this isn't really canon anymore anyway, uh, she was killed after Jaden uh, defeated Ragnos' spirit inside her and her body could not withstand the uh, ordeal of that, so she went poof. She should have pulled a Voldemort. <laughs> so many Horcruxes. <laughs> uh, so she was the one in like the purple. She had like a purple face tattoo. Yeah. Black leather. Uh, she was believed to be uh a night sister. Which makes sense. She was uh, believed to be on the dark side, which is. Uh, from Dathomir, uh, in that version of the canon, they escaped an Imperial blockade and yada yada yada. Uh, Luke also heard rumors about her, uh, being a part of the Sith Witches on Dathomir, so. That is our random article. Uh, it is Tavion from the Jedi Knight 2 and Jedi Outcast games. Uh, she was a, she was a fun character because she looked really cool too. I liked her outfit. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> this would be a fun cosplay. And she has like all the fun tattoos and her she has like feathers in her hair. Like she's a mm-hmm. night sister. Alora's really cool too. She is, she's very pretty. Uh but yeah, so if any of you remember playing those games, uh it was yeah, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and then Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Those are the ones that she reported in. So there was that. Uh, I, I love those games. Those were fun games. Yeah, when are we getting more of those? Uh, we're not because of reasons. <laughs> so, reasons? yeah, we're not because of reasons. Hashtag, sorry about it. Um, but so we have that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a random article. I still ha- I still have those games. I should just oh, play them again. I do too, and they're like not the best graphic wise, but they're still very fun. Yeah, but they're fun. Exactly. You, I mean, you're running around as a Jedi. It doesn't really get more fun than that. No, that's very true. So we are going to talk about our main topic, which is uh, you know, the the men in Star Wars, which we don't really talk about the men's fashion a whole lot. The most fashionable men in the galaxy. Yes. So we're going to uh, start off with different, I guess, subcategories of, of their classes, really. Yeah. So we'll cover, like, uh, the upper crust of society, so senators and whatnot. Um, we'll talk about... Um, I don't know. I don't <laughs> Lando falls in there somewhere. But you, but you can't talk about fashion and not talk about Lando. Exactly. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about him and people around his 
social circles. Cool. Um, and then Force users. Yes, not limited to Jedi, but just Force users yeah. in general. Um, we're not going to really talk about um, armor and military too much because it's kind of like a that's like its whole that's like a whole other thing, and it's not really a personal fashion choice. Yeah, that's more like a survival choice. Yeah, wear this and try to shoot straight. Shoot straight. So. Let's okay, so, all right. So socialites. Let's talk about so yeah, senators, so high class people. Yeah, let's try to the top. Let's. Okay. Okay. So like all of the other costumes in Star Wars, everything is incredibly detailed. But when it comes to the people who have clearly got status and money, it's just whole another ballpark. Oh yeah, like you can tell, like oh this this person's got some money. Yeah, um, and I think it's interesting. Between between people, because you can really kind of get an idea of um, of their personalities, when you look at somebody like, say, Bail Organa, who clearly comes from money because he's married to a queen, um, but it's subdued. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like his out his outfits are very they're very streamlined. They're they're rich. There's velvets and um, you know shiny inlaid things and whatnot, but it's not it's not so in your face. <laughs> there it's not um there garish. are no and there's there's pretty much usually just one color scheme going. Um it does have a little bit of a a military isque look to it sometimes, I would say almost And it depends on what outfit he has on, yes. Yeah. He looks I mean he looks like an official. I mean very much like his Rogue One outfit is very much kind of military resistance looking. Yes, Whereas his senatorial outfits from episodes two and three are very regal, like he's representing Alderaan, you know, he's 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 here to do some some senator business. Yeah. So, my favorite outfit of his, and you know which one it is, it's the one he's only in it for like a brief moment. It's when Padme comes, or it's no, it's when he walks in after rescuing uh, Yoda from his little escape pod. And he has, like, the, the silver, like, X on his chest and the blue, like, velvety robes. Oh, his his velvet senate robes? Yes. The, they're, like, yeah. They're, like, that greenish. The whole thing is kind of greenish-blue. Yes. It's beautiful. Uh, it's when he talks to Padme about what Palpatine's been saying. And it's, you know, when when she's wearing that purple dress that, you know... This is how with, the, this, with the halo? Yes, yeah. this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause scene. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's beautiful, beautiful outfit. That's my favorite one of his. I do like that one quite a bit. Isn't that good? Um... And then his aides are actually also, I mean, you never hear from them, and they're just kind of following him around, but I have always loved the outfits that his aides wear. Obviously, um, the female aide dress is gorgeous, and it's one I've always wanted to do. That's the white one with the cape, right? Yes. That one's really pretty. Yeah. Um, But the male aide is really, really pretty as well. He's got this gorgeous green tone dress, Mm -hmm. um, like ceremonial Code and I mean, like he could get, he could get, guy could get stuff done. He could get um, stuff done. <laughs> like they both look like they could obviously throw down and defend, um, Bale's life. Oh, without but, question. But they're also super stylish. Um, and I, yeah, I'm a big fan of. What is his name? His name is Satin Vestway. Ooh, that's a name. Bale Organa's male aide, and he's got. This really gorgeous olive drab forest green coat 
mix. Um, it's very pretty. I do. Very pretty. I do like uh, that. It seems like the Naboo fashion and the Alderaan fashion kind of commingle at times. Yes, like, they do seem to be very similar. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They're very, they're different, but they also have some similar either textures or, or patterns or colors. So I don't know if that's because, you know, the costuming department just wanted to do that, or if, you know, that society has crossed paths before, or whatever it may be. I think I think it's that I think it's that these are the core worlds. Um and they are the ones that are kind of setting the bar for where fashion is. Um and probably you know, like this is this is Paris versus London kind right. of thing in my head. Oh, I can um, see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Naboo, yeah, <laughs> I do think that we get some of, at least for the purely human looking characters, some of the most elaborate outfits are coming out of Naboo. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Whether, you know, whether it's, um, uh, Chancellor Valorum and his peacock colors, um, there's just... There's so much richness and depth in their costumes. Um, and I hate to say it, but Palpatine is really... He's hes female Padme. Yeah. I mean, his outfits are just... They're stunning. They they're are. They're so really beautiful. pretty. They touch, on, they touch on the same color schemes and... Oh, they're just so pretty. They are. Uh, I really <laughs> and like. I hate it. I love Palpatine's uh, episode three outfit when we first see him aboard Grievous's ship. His like kind of like reptilian looking coat. Mm-hmm. Kind of just shows like his like snaky personality. But I also really love his uh, the ending duel with him and Yoda's look. Oh yeah, or the one that you sent me with that color scheme pattern, which was the hilarious. red. It's beautiful. So it's so beautiful. Chris sent me, you know, one of those things where it was like, "I love these colors," and it's like, you know, red nails, red car, red something. There are and, all these gorgeous crimson red. And so. then there's just a picture of Palpatine in there, and it's the exact same color. And I burst and out laughing. It's so perfect. I was crying he's, laughing because I'm like, he's a who very put that stylish there? man. He's a very, very stylish man. Yes. Uh, so also, I'm trying to flip. So I, I'm trying to flip through. Well, with the Naboo fashion, also there's um, I see Bibble Bible the Babble whatever his name is, who is oh, yeah. the governor of Naboo. Uh, he has some really pretty outfits. Even the Gungan, even like Boss Nass, has a really pretty outfit. It's you oh, know, Boss Nass has a lot going on. It's yeah, you know, no. it's maybe looking plain-ish, but it's you know, brown, 
and he has the crown and everything, and it's, you know, it's his jewels and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and Jar Jar, when he becomes, um, when he takes up Padme's kind of duties in the Senate. Oh, um, yes. He is very much, I, I know we love to hate on Jar Jar, but the costume direction they take with him is very interesting because it's, it's, it's a definitely a mix between sort of the Naboo royalty senatorial look and his Gundam roots. Yes. And it's, it's, it's interesting to see the mix. I like it. Uh, we can also talk about, uh, just the, you know, you see a bunch of various senators as well. Oh yeah. And each senator, you know, is very different looking and they kind of represent, you know, they are supposed to represent obviously their home world and whatever. So you see that very much in the fashion too. That's why, you know, with when I'm designing my, my Twilight mm-hmm. Senator outfit, I'm with you and we're like, all right, we've got to remember what the planet is, what this is, what this is, because i got to represent this. I wouldn't have this kind of fabric. Like, it's a whole process to design a character, and I do not envy anyone who has to do that. Yeah, no, it's a lot of work, um, especially with these these upper society senatorial robes. Um, there, there's so many layers and so many colors that play in on each other and just little details to really to design your own character and have it be able to fit right in with these scenes it's a lot of work i mean we've got what like eight different fabrics that we're using in this one outfit at least yes it's i mean it's ridiculous lots of layers yeah it's gorgeous but it's just it's a lot yeah uh it's a lot but then when you when you actually look at these costumes when you see them and you break them down Again, I'm going to plug Dressing a Galaxy if you ever have a chance to check this book out. Might as um, well. Buy it, or if you can find it at a local library. It really, really shows you. Um, you know, like, every single layer has um, a different texture to it. A lot of them are piped. The edges are piped, which is just an insane extra amount of work. You're welcome, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be paying for um, it later. <laughs> It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, say what you will about the prequels, the costuming is is the bar for Hollywood costuming. It really is. Oh, without question. Yeah, and then I so then I like uh, like the uh, we can talk about Newt Gunnery. Yes, he and has all, a bunch of different fashions. And the Trade Federation, yeah. The, so they've all got their very distinct, interesting. Um, Outfits that kind of have, um, they've got layers, because it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We, we love our layers. But they have more of, a, I feel like, an organic look to them. Like, they're almost made of, you know, out of dirt and moss and coral and whatnot. It's, yeah, it's a very interesting, uh, oh, I don't know how you would say it. It's a very interesting, uh. Because they're, they're, you know, the Trade Federation, they're kind of, you know, shady, so they are darker colors. Yes. They're not, you know, I love... Uh, There's a lot more earth tones. Yeah, there we go. Tones. Thank you. Yes. But it's not it's not the same kind of earth tones that you'll find with the Jedi. No, they're... It's a, it's a different level. And different fabrics, too. Lots of leathers, lots yeah. of... Uh, lots of leathers, lots of uh, felted wools. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, it, it, to my eye, it looks like there's a lot of... Uh, um, sort of African country sort of influences. I can see that, yes. Uh, so, 
the high society in Star Wars, each person looks different, and we can't obviously go through each one because we would be here for several days. Yes, but we can't go without talking about our favorites. And I'm going to say it this way because this is the way it should be said in my head. Okay. And in reality, and that's the Twi'leks. Yeah. Yeah, those- Not the Twi'leks, okay? No, we say Twi'leks here. We say Twi'lek here. Yeah. We say Twi'lek <laughs> in this house. In this household, we are Twi'lek. <laughs> um, so the Twi'lek in my head are kind of- They're like the epitome of fashion. You know, they're like the most avant-garde- of all of the mm-hmm. of all of the people who show up and stuff and, and when you look into the details of their outfits, they're just oh they I feel like Naboo is there, but the Twilight were there a season before them. Like I would love to wear Twilight fashion but live on Naboo, if that makes sense. Yes. Because I don't want to live on Ryloth. I wanna live on Naboo. No, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm Twilight, I guess. Uh maybe so I agree, especially like, you know, Senator Onfri Ta, who is the senator in episodes one, two, and three in the Clone Wars. You see a bunch of his outfits. He has different stuff. Yeah. He's, you know, a bigger character, you know, with size wise, not necessarily, you know, role wise. <laughs> uh but He's a he's a little fluffy. He's he's a little he's a little blue fluff ball. A little blue fluff. And I mean the costumes for his is just gorgeous and his aides are really gorgeous too. Yeah. Uh no, they they turn it out. They are there to make a statement. Well, you have, you know, that fashion, then you go, you know, skip to episode six, and you have Ula, who is in nothing but, like, fishnets and leather bindings, and Lenmi, who is in straps. You know, obviously that's, you know, more, you know, Ula's is a slave costume, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, Lenmi's is a dancer, too, and Twi'leks are known for their dancing skills, so, you know. And you have to wonder if... You have to wonder how emotionally awful that must have been to be, to come from this society that, you know, we now look back on as being really, really fashionable. Um, even, you know, whether or not they're a Jedi or or just a, you know, a senator's aide, they turn it out. Oh, and yeah. to have to, to be wearing this ridiculous, ugh. It tells a story, my friends. It tells a story. It does. Not a very good one. <laughs> All right. So moving on, let's talk about some of the more, um, oh, I don't know. How would you describe the them? Casual. Yeah. The casual it's people. Like, yeah. More, more everyday. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're talking about Lando. We're talking about Han. Because, because they, you know, these men, they have some stylistic choices here. Uh, they and do. Just, uh, obviously Lando has a lot to say about his appearance. So many um, capes. So many capes. No capes. No capes. But we want capes, um, and no. But yes, all the capes. Um, but, you know, like, you look at Han, he's got a, he's, he cuts a nice figure. He does. He has, you know. This isn't just some uncaring, random space criminal. Well, and his outfit is fairly simple, too. It's, you know, a shirt, a vest, pants, and then boots for most of the films. Yeah. But, you know, they're. The pants are fitted. Yes. Um, he is Captain Tight Pants. Yes, he is Captain... They're, they're fitted well. The, you know, the shirts are billowy. They're nice. Um, he's got some nice jackets and vests that he kind of swaps between them. There's a color scheme. Look, the guy knows he's good-looking. Exactly. You, and you know he's using it to his advantage. Uh, and then we also have, you know, characters like Luke. 
and yeah. Luke, you know, is his episode <laughs> four look is Oh goodness. It's I mean, I don't know why you're gonna be on a, a desert planet and then wear all those layers. That's hot. Well, okay, so and then that if we wanna Let's come back to that, because that crosses that, that that's gonna cross into, I think, some of our four shoes. Okay. But it's just hot. It makes no sense. I know. I know. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um So Lando, let's talk about Lando. Yeah. Oh god, Lando. You are a man of the fashionable world. He has such good fashion and there was recently a a production photo leaked from episode nine that shows Lando's new look. I haven't seen that one, but I've been trying to avoid them. I'm, I'm curious what what color is he wearing? Do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so spoilers spoiler spoiler, just letting you know real quick, spoiler. He is it's a mix between his classic look and his solo look. Okay. He's wearing so a blues. No, he's wearing a yellow shirt. Oh yellow. Yeah. He's wearing a yellow shirt and he has a big flowing kind of black and blue cape. Okay, so there is blue in there. I think, I don't know, the, the photo was kind of blurry. I thought there was like a hint of blue. Maybe I was just mistaken. I'm not sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now. Because for me, when I think about Lando, I think about blues. It's, I, and they may have taken it down. I think they actually may have taken it down by now, so I don't know if you're going to be able to find it. But uh, with him, he just always, he not only wears the costume well, but he walks with the costume well. He walks with confidence. He has that. That swagger, that you know, that oh yeah, that I like. I'm I'm gonna get shit done, and I know how to do stuff. Look. Oh, he he makes the clothes. Yes. Uh, do you have a favorite look of Lando's? Ooh, um, I I want to say the initial meeting him on Bespin look because he's just he just cuts that mm-hmm. just such a gorgeously dressed and and debonair figure um, you know i mean it's like he it's obvious that he's in charge he knows what he's doing and and considering everything that's going on behind the scenes i think that makes it even better right because he's so good at keeping up these appearances um so yeah i, I think i think initial classic lando love it i think i'm trying to think i really do love his his solo looks Oh yeah, well. <laughs> I love those, but then I also love his uh his uh Jedi look. Because he's his, like, he's a his general Calrissian yeah, look. Yeah, he's a he's a general and he has, you know, kind of a thicker off the shoulder cape. Yeah. Well, I love that he embraces the military look, but it's still Lando. Oh yeah. He's like I'm I'm gonna still wear my cape. Yeah, it's, it's, he, no matter what, he always wears a cape, and I'm going to see him in a cape in episode nine, and I'm going to be happy. Yeah, I'm not finding that photo, so it must be... Gone, yeah. As gone as it can be. I'll see if I, I may have screenshotted it, I'll see if I can send it to you. Okay. Uh, but, so moving on from that, we have, uh, I don't know, a bunch of, like, you know, the background extras would fall, fall into this category as well. Oh, is, you know, so, like... Owen, Owen Lars, Owen Lars. Um, they're you know, and they're not really dressing for fashion. No, they're dressing for the planet. They're dressing for he's a farmer. Yeah, he dresses like a farmer. He wears the equivalent of 
space farmer clothes. Yes, I do like seeing a lot of the background characters in the like the Coruscant nightclub in episode two. Yes. I like that kind of fashion. That was cool. That's cool. And it's funny because it's also so reflective to me when I look back at it and you look at the individual characters. It's so reflective of the 90s, the late 90s. You know, like there's a lot of midriff bearing mm-hmm. and uh, tight ponytails and, and yeah. Yep. You're like, oh, this looks like Earth fashion. Oh, look. Where's Brittany, bitch? Right. So yeah. from there we have our Force users. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so this is so interesting for me because obviously obviously there is some personal taste that goes into Jedi robes. But at the same time Okay, so if you've ever worn the classic Jedi getup, it's comfortable, but it's not practical. Mm-mm. It's flowy, there's a gajillion layers, it's, it's, for somebody who has to basically do, you know, flying magic kung fu, it is the most impractical outfit. I just don't get it. (laughs) Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's tight on the body, but at the same time, it's, I mean, it's heavy. It's, they're so heavy. They're all wool and silk and canvas and they're heavy they're beautiful but they're heavy yeah um <laughs> i can only and i can only assume that you know if you're a forge user it doesn't matter but right and you know some of the male jedi have you know different colors but they're all basically the same the female jedi i've noticed are the ones that kind of do the alterations to the outfits they do a little bit more variation. I feel like they've got more variation in um, their hood styles mm-hmm. and their um, uh, tabards. Yes. I mean, you look at, you know, characters like Shakti, Ahsoka, and Aayla Sakura, yeah. even Barriss and, uh, you know, Barriss Afi and Luminara, they don't have traditional Jedi robes. No. And I think, I wonder how much of your... Um, like culture and influences? Cultural background can be put into that, because... I, how much of their cultural background do they really retain when you think about it? Because they're taken so young right. to the Jedi Temple that you would think that that wouldn't really be there. I mean, that they could in- fully indoctrinate them. Or if they maybe have, like, thing. you know, a master that's from the same yeah. planet, or, like, in Varys' case and Luminara's case, they're the same species. Yeah. So it is interesting in view of of the Jedi teachings and whatnot, that they do allow them to have that that variability right. in their in their style, in their dress, um, probably based on their cultural influences. But you don't see that uh, whole lot with cool. the males. You don't I mean No, you don't. And then of course I mean that is that is a Hollywood choice that we tend to put more clothes on men and less clothes on women. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are not gonna get into that whole no. masochistic masochistic misogynist. I was say, I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> no? Well, it would be masochistic of me to get into the misogynist. There we go. Style of <laughs> Hollywood right now, so we're not going to do that. No. So... Um, but yeah, they're all similar in the browns and tans and very The one that kind of stood out, obviously, was Anakin in episode three, and he's wearing, like, basically, like, dark browns and dark blacks. Yeah, so, you know, if you didn't know he wasn't going bad, right. then you weren't paying attention. <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Which is interesting because um, because Palpatine 
actually starts to wear more color as the series goes on. True. And he and he gains more power. It's very interesting. And you don't, I mean, until he becomes the holog, you know, classic Sidious hologram in black. Right. He's all about the color. She loves his color. He does. We love he's, he, we love Sheev and we love his colors. He's a he is a man of crimson. Yes. But yeah. Um I mean you don't really see him in too much non color after after Attack of the Clones. Like he he wears color. Yeah. It's it's you know, it gets darker as the movie progresses, but there is color there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting when you look at him from, like, the first time that we see him um, in The Phantom Menace, and he's got these beautiful peacock blues, mm-hmm. and it's very serene. Actually, it, you know, it, weirdly enough, it reminds me a lot of Padme's funerary garb. Oh, which is super yeah. weird. Which is very, very strange, but it is a very similar kind of vibe to it. And then we end with him, obviously... In that, in that one we were just talking about, the, that blood red crimson right. gown um, with some of the uh, Naboo elements on it, when he kind of fully takes power. But yep, yep, yep. Uh, and again, it's it's a ton of it's a ton of layers. Yes. It's a super heavy outfit, but he turns it out. But one Jedi that doesn't have a super heavy outfit is uh, Luke in Episode Six. Is Luke? So how did we go there? How did we get there? Where did Luke go? How did Luke go from the only Jedi he, he's ever known, which would be Yoda and Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. wearing the same damn clothes, to him being like, I'm going to be a Catholic priest? Well, <laughs> it. I mean, in between the novels that are now considered legends and non-canon, he does, I'm pretty sure, go to the dark side at one point. Oh yeah, no, uh, uh, more than once in, in various. And I think that happens before paths. episode six. So that's why he is still wearing black. At least that's what I've been told. I think that's what happens. I cannot quite remember that. But well, in the non-canonical stuff, he's he's constantly dipping oh, into the yeah. dark side because he's his father's um, son. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he but goes the from he would, the whites knowing... and the tans to black. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, obviously, it's a visual journey for us. But it always struck me as an interesting choice in universe. Well, and speaking of with Luke stuff, I also like his episode uh, eight garb. I like. Oh God, I love it. I like. Oh. I like his like ceremonial Jedi tunic, and then I also yeah. like his uh, his final confrontation outfit, which is a mix between the black and like a Jedi outfit. It's beautiful. You know what it is? It's the Luke that we expected to see. Right. It is absolutely what we were counting on and expecting. And it's just such a beautiful outfit. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I love hobo Jedi Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but that the, the battle scene of it is just, it's so perfect Luke. Yes. And speaking of a battle scene, we have to talk about Kylo for a second as well. Oh, Kylo. So, I love that he had a cape. Oh, boy loves his fashion. I like that he added a cape. Yeah. The cape, the, you know, just all of the ridiculous amount of detailing work. And I've made Kylo a couple of times. Um, It's a bitch. Mm Mm-hmm. Lots of pleading. The the hundreds of pleading. um, it, It... 
it basically wears like armor. Um, because I also have my version that I wear. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and it, it that that whole front piece that's pleated, it's so heavy mm-hmm. that it does it does feel like armor. Um, even though it's all fabric, he doesn't he doesn't wear anything but fabric. Right. Um, he doesn't have to. Uh, but you know the cut of the shoulders, the the whole fact that it's got kind of like a loincloth thing going on there there are aesthetic choices here there are and he mixes it up in uh episode eight he gets more of a a quilted look for his Mm -hmm. vest and then he has that big long leather cape that's has like almost panels in there it's like section it's really pretty on the outside it is you know i so my head (laughs) cannon my head cannon on this and i don't know if it's ever anything's ever come of it um because it is stitched together so strangely um in a in a way that honestly does not make sense as a designer um, if you were if you were creating a piece from scratch. Um, I wonder if it is part of someone else's outfit. If this is fabric from Vader, mm. if, if he's managed to get his hands on Anakin's old wardrobe and he's taken what he can and... He's done like a, a Michelle it. Pfeiffer Catwoman and like stitched it together. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. That has always been my headcanon about that particular, um, that particular cloak because I, I have analyzed it because I've been wanting to make it and I haven't. I didn't even found think of that. <laughs> I haven't even found enough of the correct fabric to get it. That's so interesting. But yeah, that's an interesting theory. I like that theory. That is my that is my theory for that. I'm going to uh, hop on your bandwagon then for your theory. <laughs> I think it works. It does. Uh... So, yeah, Kylo has a, you know, not dramatic outfit change, but an outfit change where we're like, oh, that's different. Yeah. I think another interesting thing, and this is more uh, this is more from a designer out-universe uh, Hollywood standpoint instead of the uh, in-universe in choices. When you go through and you study the um, prequel outfits, you'll notice that all of the leather works and whatnot that they use and things that appear to be leather are not. They're not actually leather. Correct. Um, from the from the pants to the shoes to the buckles and whatnot, um, or the you know the straps, they're not actual leather, which really surprised me when I looked into doing this. It's like what is what is it then? Is it? It's 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 faux. Oh. It's all faux. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Isn't that weird? Because. Because we know the original series uses leather. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the uh, and, prequel trilogy. And the, and the current series is using leather as well. I mean, um, Ray's got a bunch of leather mm-hmm. on. Obviously, obviously, his weird cloak thing we were just talking about. Um, is leather. It looks to be leather. It, it might not be. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of actual leather. And in the prequels, there isn't. It's so weird. Well, in the prequels, there has to be some kind of leather. I'm sure there's some, but, you know, like uh, Padme's, you know, like the bondage outfit that I love so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that corset, mm-hmm. it's not leather. Really? It, it is not leather. Um, Hayden Christensen, uh, Anakin's black tabards. Um, is that pleather, too? That's pleather. Really? I thought that was leather. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all of the leather straps, um, like even with... Uh, uh, Padme's um, Mustafar outfit, mm-hmm. the last one. Yeah, it's not leather. 
That's very interesting. It's, it's just not the you know like the the outfit itself is a um, is a fake suede. The shoes are fake suede, and the straps are fake are, are fake leather. They're pleather. I wonder if they ran out of a budget for costumes at that point. I have to wonder if it was a um, if Trisha is opposed to leather. Well, clearly not, because a lot of the the guards have leather and stuff like that. So that's not. Yeah. But if, you know, if it's ones that she has direct control over... Or maybe, you know, we know Natalie's a vegan and a vegetarian. Yeah, I wondered about that, too, because it, because it is mostly a lot of what we see her in. Um, like, I'm looking at it right. up close right now, and it's just, it's just clearly not leather. So I'm wondering if it was more of an actress's choice. Which, if it was, good on them for, you know, letting them, you know, with going with her wants and needs for that. That's very nice yeah. to respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked a lot about male fashion. Obviously, you know, we left out some characters that we just couldn't get to. There's a bunch in this galaxy to talk about. Like we said, if we were there talking about every one of them, we would be here for at least seven days. Yeah. But, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to put it out there because there really isn't a lot of discussion about, um, the costuming behind, behind the men in Star Wars. No, there isn't, which is sad. There should be more. No, because there—I mean, there was a lot of thought put into them. They're beautiful, beautiful outfits, deserving scrutinization, and you know, I think they kind of get outshined a lot of times right. by by metal slave bikinis. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> not wrong. Um, so that about wraps it up for us for this episode. Um, don't forget to uh, like us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at Echo Station Cast. Uh, tweet us some of your favorite men's fashions. Uh, don't forget to check out the Padme uh, mini-series that drops every other Monday as well. And if you want to hear more about what I will be wearing to Planet, I will be discussing it in one of those episodes. Yes, she will. It'll be very interesting, and I cannot wait for that costume. Uh, so don't forget, we're also on Facebook, uh, Instagram at Heroes Podcasts or HeroesPodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, uh, Spotify and um, uh, Spreaker. Yes. <laughs> uh, just that's a fun word. Is this Spreaker? Spreaker. Spreaker. Speaker. Speaker. Um. So you can find us there. Drop us a review. Listen to us. Share us around. Uh, lots more celebration stuff is coming uh, your way. So we'll be tweeting and talking about that, obviously. Um, and you can follow me at ir turner on Facebook. Uh, or on Twitter and House of Turner Cosplay on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And Chris, where can they find you? On Instagram, you can find me at Chris Jaded. I've kind of been on a posting hiatus, but I do throw up some stuff every once in a while. Um, and as I'm getting back into a lot of cosplay creation right now, um, I will be putting up more progress photos. And then you can also find me on the Twitter sphere at The Dirt Witch. Um, not everything I talk about is Star Wars, so be forewarned. Yes. Uh, you'll also find uh, some of my progress photos on there, too, for my costume. So, yay! Indeed. Indeed. Um, but until next time, guys, may the Force be with you and have a great day. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.